she scores! Take a moment to look up at the ceiling. You're about to bust through it. SDPN and PWHPA presents Hockey, like you've never heard it before. The Noxie and Cax Show with Liz Knox and Carol Emard. <laughs> Let's get it. Go. Welcome back, hockey fans, to SDPN's Noxie and Cax Show, brought to you in partnership with the PWHPA. We've delayed and delayed and delayed, but the time has come for us to round out our first season here at the show. But first, we're going to recap uh, the Cortex Showcase in Montreal. That happened this past weekend. We're going to yep. talk about some of our favorite stories and guests from the season and, uh, you know, spitball some ideas of what might come next. So, Cax, it's sad. I'm sad. It is sad. <laughs> I can't believe we're already, you know, at this time. And it feels like we just started and we had our first guest or our practiced one, <laughs> our practiced episodes together. It's um, And it's been so fun. And I can't wait to talk about our guests. But let's recap Montreal first because it was a fantastic showcase. Oh, it was awesome. It was, uh, I don't know how you guys felt, but uh, us in Montreal and Team Arvays were just, it was about time that we played in front of our people and our fans and, and you know, had a chance to play in the Verdun Auditorium that we've been practicing at. And um, the, I don't know, the, the, the leading up to it, everyone was nervous, exciting. And like, we didn't know if people were going to show up, if we're going to have fans or not. Like, it was very like, almost like, only two weeks to prep it out uh, yeah. for the group here in Montreal and for the big sponsor that you mentioned cortex, but you know, couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better, you know, ending stories. <laughs> of course, team Arby's did what uh, we wanted to do. And, you know, we took uh, gold. I thought you were just going to say team Harvey's <laughs> did what team Harvey's does, which is win. No, what we wanted to do. No, that is not, we're not that cocky. Please. <laughs> No, we really, you know, being at home, I'm sure like with Toronto being in Toronto, yeah. you always want to perform a bit more and, and make sure that you provide the product uh, that you're supposed to be providing to the fans yeah. and to the sponsors. So I don't know. It was just, it was a really good event. Like yeah. uh, the teams were sick. Uh, the games were awesome. Only good comments from the fans and from actually the people that put the event together and the sponsors, they were yeah. pleased and loving it. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I loved it. How did you came on Sunday, right? So. Yeah. So I, I worked on Saturday and I flew in uh, Sunday after my shift. And first of all, the facility is fantastic. Like it, in my head, like when I think about what a potential, you know, near future professional women's league looks like, like that's the kind of bar and it's not too oh, yeah. big. Like it's not overwhelming amount of seats, but you can, you know, you can fill it. You can make it yeah. feel Packed. Um, I bumped into Danielle Sauvageau a couple times back in the hallway. And like, I mean, big, big congratulations to her because obviously, like you said, this kind of came together a little quickly at the end of the season. And I'm glad we got to go back to Montreal and she shouldered a lot of that, that weight. Um, and she did a fantastic job. So yeah. Uh, big congratulations to her and everyone, you know, behind the scenes, you guys are your volunteers. We've talked about this before, but I mean, <laughs> you know, in all the regions, um, we especially appreciate the volunteers who make these things happen. Like, yeah. And, and to that stand, I, I actually can't believe I didn't mention it, but the amount of people that showed up and that wanted to be there to help this weekend yeah. was like tremendous. It was amazing. And it brought me back to three, four years ago, yeah. like Lake Canadian, let's go. They're like working the door or like doing like all the ops. I did see so cool. 
Le Canadian flag hanging in the uh, doorway of the Montreal dressing room. So I, I know that there's a, you know, a great history there and you guys pay homage to, to where you came from. And that's, you know, that's part of where we're going yeah. to is just knowing where we come from. You know, the, the center would never be a thing or Danielle would, I think that's why she put it there to a center yeah. 2102. It's just representation of everyone that came before us and that played in that what used to be the MWHL and then the CWHL and, you know, the well-ed, the Breton and all those girls. Yeah. That's why we're still here. And yeah, playing, so absolutely. Cool and why we keep striving forward. So definitely thank you to everyone who made that happen. Uh, like we said, team Harvey's taking home the gold. Do you guys get like free burgers for a year now? Or like, what's the deal? <laughs> I don't know yet. I don't know if we're going to get those, but I know that the first 250 fans did get the free burger uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they did get those passes and everything so we'll see maybe uh team harvey's well i mean the harvey's canada will hook us up or yeah. harvey's quebec or something have it but your way it was awesome it was good to uh pop the bottles there with dagnam hopefully they saw it all and yeah <laughs> you know we're part of the celebration on the ice with us but oh yeah. and it's so fun and of course we have to shout out team scotiabank uh yeah. from calgary because they took home the secret cup uh, if you weren't following along all season, uh, basically like each showcase, each game actually really is an opportunity for team to accumulate points. There's a whole point scale that you can find, um, you know, on our Twitter, on our website, pwhpa.com, but long story short, all that to say, Scotiabank had a solid performance from yeah. the first showcase in Churro. So you know, they, they were consistent they beat and us in the final. I get, they it. Did. I get what you're saying. I, did. yeah, yeah. I didn't and want to a- open a, f- it's not too fresh anymore, but no, no. And it was a good game too. on, as far as like the consolation, like final and stuff like Boston yes. versus Kosha was a really good game too. So props to them. They, they came back or they were leading and then, you know Boston what came Boston, up and- Boston has my heart. I, I like, I <laughs> love him. Eh? I think I should have played in Boston because they are just <laughs> my kind of team. They work hard. They have fun. Um, I was really rooting for them in that oh, consolation game. We were too. <laughs> I think everyone was like, you just, they've, they've put in such a dedicated year and um, you know, I know that they're training together, office together too. And uh, just a cool culture to be a part of. So yeah. The practices was at like 6am talk about commitment, right? They show up at the ring, you know, five 30, whatever they, they get on the ice, however many players they have get a quick practice and make sure that they're okay for, you know, the, the showcases. And it's tough because, obviously they come from the U S and, and sometimes people can't travel. So you never know like who's going to be on your team. So yeah, props to them for yeah. the entire season, Minnesota too. I think they, yeah, both teams did really well with everything that they had to deal with basically. Yeah. I was just going to say, speaking of, since we're going down the list of, of the teams here, um, uh, Minnesota, obviously team ideas was at the showcase, uh, you know, unfortunately losing the deciding match in the, in the yeah. finals to Harvey's, but same thing. Like this is a group of players that like half the girls have never even played on the same team together. Uh, Toronto team Sonnet was not in the showcase. Uh, each mm-hmm. team was at four or five showcases. So this is one Sonnet was always supposed to sit out, but Sonnet was fortunate enough to offer their players to fill out the Boston and uh, Minnesota rosters. So it was cool. Like I got to, I got to be on Minnesota's bench. Uh, Unfortunately, their coach, Matt uh, came down with a bit of a virus. So um, he was out on Sunday. So I was on the bench with Laura Mack from Toronto. And it was like, honestly, great group of girls, like great attitudes. Um, Same thing. You're just, you're making the most of the situation. We understand that this isn't ideal, but 
uh, put a good effort out. Right. Yeah. I think uh, you can say it any better. And then I, I would say like, even in a personal uh, experience, like when we played against team USA or team Canada and we had a mixed match of those players coming in, like you get to know these girls, like Annie Penkowski's or like uh, Pelkey or people coming from the U S from everywhere, really shavers. And, and it's just, uh, it allows you to get it from a different perspective and what they do on the daily to be ready. And, and the commitment everyone has really uh, yeah. in the PWHPA it was a, a remarkable year, actually. And the opportunities we all had uh, to play in the showcases or to play against the national teams to get them prepped up for the Olympics. Um, yeah, a really, really successful secret dream gap tour for the 2021, 2022. And it's, it's honestly like, it's inspiring. It sounds yeah. so corny, but like every time I go to one of these showcases and I, you know, meet somebody new from a different region, or I just hear about like the girls livelihoods, their day to day, what they do. And like the fact that all players are, are still bought into this idea that like, yeah, we're, we're climbing a slow uphill battle right now, but mm-hmm. it's for the greater good is just like, it's something that every, every showcase I walk away feeling like, okay, like that, that kind of refuels me. You know what I mean? Like it's, it, it, it tops you up. So you're like, okay, yeah, we're, we're good. We're good for sure. And I, the other part is like through the doubts or the time and how long it takes and we want it so much, but there's such a like underlying like trust and loyalty to like, we committed to this three years ago. Yeah. And what have we done? Let's say we quit now. Like, well, no, we don't want to. What would it it be for? Yeah, exactly. So that, that whole concept is, is beautiful to see. And you, you, you're right. You get fueled every, after every showcase, you just like, okay, they, I, I'm not the only one believing in this. Like there's a group of 140 fully committed to this. And uh, I don't know. I just, yeah, it was a good season. It was a good vibe all around. Um, We've learned from showcases. We, we know where we want to go and how we want to be. And, you know, I, I, uh, yeah, overall, I'm just, I'm pumped for, you know, what's next and and where things are going to go. And uh, yeah, our group is just as united as it was three years ago. Yeah, It feels good. It's the beauty of it. It really does. And speaking of like, you know, areas of opportunity and where we can grow and go. And um, Jared book uh, was, is a writer in Montreal and he did a, a little bit of an article uh, mostly interviewing our, our good friend of the show, Mel DeRoche and, and Sophie Betze. And, you know, Mel kind of pointed out candidly as she does, um, <laughs> you know, the fact that the media plays such an important role in how we view women's hockey. Absolutely. And I think to her point, it was basically like, you know, we spent the last call it two or three years talking, you know, even beyond that, honestly, talking about the rift or the divide in women's hockey. And it's just perpetuating this, like this drama, like this narrative of drama of women not getting along. Like it's so tired. And to her point, like we had a showcase this weekend and the two most talked about things were one, our Olympians coming back, which none of them played granted girls from the taxi squad played, but we yeah. didn't really talk about them. Yeah. And then two, obviously the divide. And so it's just kind of, it is, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm proud of Mel because first of all, this is somebody who's, you know, been here, done this is grinding it out. And mm-hmm. I love the way that she just like tells it how it is. Um, but there is something to be said about, you know, the role that media plays. And now Cax, you and I are kind of in this like weird, like, <laughs> are we media? Are we players? Are we both? Like, We're honest people that say what <laughs> needs to be said. Exactly. <laughs> and it, it's, it, and it's, it's been fun that we get to tell our story like firsthand yeah. because there's yeah. no, um, I don't know. There's no angle here. We're well, just there, telling you 
our life experience in women's hockey. You know, the, the Mal said it like probably the most proper way of doing it too. It's, it's the emphasis that the media puts on, they want to sell a story or they want to sell a splash and the dramatic part of like, you're divided. You'll never get along (laughs) in the PHF versus the PW is so much more of a, I guess, a, you know, a highlight or formulated. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's such a, maybe it's a selling point for them. I don't even know what it is, but to, to be completely honest, I'm, I, we've said it, we're fed up with this, but the fact that uh, even Jared book, which I, I love the guy he's been with Lake and Etienne and has, has talked about Montreal over the years and everything. I'm a little bit disappointed in the fact that his main points were about the Olympians, like you said, or, um, you know, the divide he knows better. Right. Yeah. I, I wish like, and usually he has this on the tone and I'm sure he talked about it a bit more in, or he would have, in he did like, and he himself, owned right? it. He owned it in the yeah. article. He was like, you know what? I, I did it. Like I, my bad, you know, it's, it's but it's, it's everyone's following a little bit of yeah. like what's going on. And, and everyone was like, okay, but what's coming? What's next? What's right. Instead right. Of focusing on what was happening in that yeah. weekend. Right. So again, you said it, we have O'Neill Bourbonnet, Bach. Um, uh, we have like uh, Jesse like, Eldridge playing like the taxi squad team yep. like from team Canada in house, some playing for Harvey, some playing for Senate and they're amazing. And they were amazing players. And you have the rest of us, the PWHF players who are top level hockey players as well too, yep. who are providing these young generations or finally the Montreal fans or the, the people here that can come to the games and just see themselves potentially being professional yeah. athletes. And that's all they was like, it's, it's a visibility showcase come and, you know, you can see it, you can dream of it. You can dream to be it. Exactly. And that's always been our, our stuff and our narrative and whatever from day one, I'm, you know, at the point where I, I agree with Mal that we need media to, to push the envelope a little bit more into covering what's happening, the players that are currently playing too. And, and what truly are we looking to get? Not necessarily like, the fight or yeah. the, the, it, they know what we want. They know where we want to be. They know what we want to create this opportunity, just like on our counterparts, like the men's side where they get to dream to become an NHL player. Yeah. Well, write a story, dig deeper. Yeah. I understand why we want to do that or what we went through or, or why we put our careers on the line. Like, right. I'm, I'm not, I'm a very end of my career <laughs> and I'm looking back. <laughs> That's at what it. you think. Trust you me. Know, I've said that no, no. before. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, you know, maybe my last three years of hockey are, were, were that like, do you like, right. I wish media would dig a bit deeper and understand like, wow, Olympians and all these pro players decided not to play. You know how hard that is? And I think, I think to your point too, like a lot of the conversation ends up focusing on the Olympians, right? Like we've, we've said that over and over, but the Olympians are also very open to talking about their non-national team players, but they never get asked, you know, like tell us about the girl on your line that works a nine to five job that, you know, comes and has to compete alongside you in the years in between the Olympics. Meanwhile, you know, you've just had your full day of training and nutrition and a yeah. pre, pre-practice nap. Like this is the, you know, if you want to talk about the divide in women's hockey, the divide is that you have, you know, 50 players in North America that are getting paid to be athletes. And then 150 players that are not, but are expected to put 
the, the same product on the ice. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And if you want to elevate the women's game, you have to elevate their training grounds. And that's what the, you know, PWHPA is all about. And if you want to elevate the game itself, talk about those players, just like you'd talk about a Gallagher and a Crosby in the NHL. Right. Right. You don't just talk Lots about of roles. David. You talk yeah. about Hyman, you talk about dry set, you talk about other players, anyone in the NHL as an ultimate credibility and status. Yeah. Well, media do that for yeah. us on this side now. Help us, you know, because then it's like, and, and then we get away from the question like, oh, you play hockey. You're on the Olympic team. Yeah. No, <laughs> like you get away from that because they understand that, like, you know, not everyone in the NHL makes Team Canada. Right. They understand that. They understand that Crosby is a, a different level. Like Mary Philip Poulin is a different level yeah. than any of us really. But yet, you know, anyone that makes it professionally to yeah. the NHL. Consider is, yourself alongside those players, right? And like the media there's, promotes them yeah. and talks about them and want to get to know them. So yeah. do the same on the women's side. That's yeah. my, that's my, yeah, we went like, we went right in there. I loved it. We're getting heated here on the Noxie Cax show. Um, <laughs> no, but to. it's good. This is all part of our vision. Right. And, and yeah. speaking of, you know, our tour, um, I want to ask you Cax, what was your like highlight memory moment showcase you can you can take it as far as you want to go yeah well i didn't go to washington but i know you're probably going to talk about the experience there and how great it was but to me like i i mean Truro was awesome it was the first one it was good it was like we were excited to be there and everything and we were treated really well but you know being at home here uh having you know cortex coming and and helping us the way they did and and everything and and the showcase being for the first time in, you know, I said it, but that rink where potentially the future of women's hockey in Montreal will be at with, you know, Danielle Savage and, and giving her that little bit of a, Hey, thank you for everything you've yeah. done in the past two, three years. See, like it, it, the reward is we were ready and we performed and it was a freaking awesome showcase. Like it was, it was playing in front of my family, playing in front of my friends, like, um, and we've, we've always like, we've always touted the Montreal fans. Like you guys have yeah. such a unique base there and it was fun. It's always fun to play there. Even if they're not rooting for you, even if they do their ole, ole, ole at the end of the yeah. game, that makes my blood boil. But you know what? It's, <laughs> that's part of the culture of sport and it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing place yeah. to play. Yeah. And the, the last one I'd say it's uh, I had the opportunity to play for against both uh, team USA and team Canada in their preparation for uh, the Olympics. And I, I think that was awesome too. It was a fantastic opportunity for all of us players. And, you know, we called us the B team, but, uh, we, we gave them games here and there, and it was, uh, it was great to see. And it was fun to be part of their process and their centralization. That's yeah. And that, like a lot of those girls have either been in the national team program or were recently released from that Olympic roster, like that centralization roster. So play with a little chip on your shoulder and you, and you know, it's like, it's a pride thing. So I, I love that, you know, we were able to put those teams on the ice uh, to help them prepare for the Olympics. Like uh, not, a, not a small feat. Yeah. Not everyone can say that. And then, uh, yeah, I think that those would be my highlights. What about you? What about yours? How, yeah. which one, where? 
<laughs> I mean, I, I kind of am a little bit biased because I didn't really get to like travel to the showcases until the second half of the season. Um, right. I know the girls love Turo, like getting, you know, the East Coast lobster, East Coast seafood yeah. meal is like, and we yeah. had a lot of fun too. Like they hosted us really well. It was the first time everyone was back together. I think. That's yeah. Fun. Yeah. And it was like, it, yeah, exactly. It's like the carrot. Like you just, you know, we grinding it out the last season, not knowing with COVID restrictions and everything else. So that was nice to see the girls back on the ice. Yeah. Um, for me, definitely Washington took the cake. Like they were the staff, uh, it, every, every single person I met, like people on the street, people like, at the hotel, like everyone was just so kind and, and they knew who we were. They're happy to have us there. The city itself is like easy to navigate. We're ripped around on scooters, yeah. um, going to the Washington Capitals game. And, and you know, I, I often like reminisce with the girls in Toronto, but like every part of that game, like that wasn't being played on the ice was about the PWHPA. You know, yeah. we were activated in, in between periods. Um, Hannah Brandt, you know, did a, a, a accuracy shooting, uh, Laura Mack played a game called spot the cow. She oh, basically yeah, like, yeah. she has a camera and there's a cow somewhere in the stands and like all the fans point at it and See, she has this to find is, it with the camera. Like it, this, this is, is how so we should simple. be treated. And you guys were in a box, like everything like Press, included. Yeah. And yeah. We're in a box and you know, yeah. we had, we had food and drink and oh, I love that. It was just amazing. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I just, I couldn't say enough. Washington is a hockey city and, and we felt it right. Um, I would definitely say honorable mention, the Toronto showcase, you know, although it was at a tough time, I'd say provincially and, and nationally with COVID, um, you know, the effort was there and it, it was too bad because, uh, because of restrictions had just tightened, uh, or, or were just about to tighten, you know, the fans were reluctant to get, get butts and seats, but, uh, they put on a great showcase. And it's always fun to be like behind the scenes at, at you know, at Scotiabank arena. Um, and then last, not to like, I, I mean, yeah. I could have said all of them, no, right? but I but, agree with you with the last one too. I don't know why I, I would completely like, go with it. Pittsburgh to me, like the way that they put on, um, put on our national team was yeah. something really special. Um, that was something that was like really cool to see from, a, you know, from afar, but Peterborough, yeah. I, I got to hand it to the OHL, man. Hey, like the amount of fans there too, like the whole sold out, um, what they did, Shelby did and their organization there and, you know, everything from like, we were just joking around about the itinerary and how, you know, yeah. detailed it was and everything like that's professionally done. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. I completely and agree with the, piece. I think it was, it was Casey Bellamy's, which she was like our second episode. Yeah. And I, you know, we asked her like, what is missing from women's hockey? And her answer was care. Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like it comes across in the small details. Yeah. When you show up to the rink and somebody grabs your bag and you walk into your locker room and you have name bars, and your jerseys are hung. Like that's care. That goes yeah. a long way. And that's something that, you know, we definitely haven't always had in women's hockey and yeah. we're still struggling to find at times. No, I agree. And, and in all of those, all of the really ones we just mentioned, the highlights and stuff, we had those details covered, right? We, we felt like they cared for us to be there. You know, at the end of the day, it's more so like, Hey, we were so happy to have you here. Well, right. then we're going to play and crush it and everything yeah. and, and do our best. You know, it's, it's a matter of, yeah, that, that care is so important and the little details go a long way. And I think yeah. that uh, a lot of the showcases this year did do the details and did, you know, fulfill those kind of needs. And, and that's why it was so good. It was a great and season. 
like we kind of talked about at the beginning of the episode, but the point structure of the Secret Dream Gap Tour also allowed for every game to mean something. Yeah. Which is really cool. I was talking to some guys at work and they had, you know, I can't remember. I think we were, we must've been in Washington and, and they were able to put the game on. And one of the guys was like, man, you guys are really like going after each other. Like, he's like, I just thought it was going to be like a, a lighthearted tournament, you know, like, no man, like every game counts for something. And I think yeah. you get that like almost playoff hockey vibe, um, which is really, you know, a testament to the players, you know, commitment, their willingness to to put in the work outside of uh, obviously our practice times. And it just made for great hockey. I think at the end of the day, that, that was a, a big take home from the season. It's just good hockey on the ice. And the crazy part is like, regardless, like the points did help, but you put two teams in our level in the PF, yeah. you, you'll get the compete. You'll get the punches in the face. Oh, and yeah. Scrum. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there's no doubt about it. We're so competitive. It's, that's the beauty of our of our group too and our association. How good yeah. it is. The games are and fantastic. <laughs> it was it was awesome. And like we'll get to our like our some of our highlights from from the yeah. Knox and Cac show season. But just because you said, you know, some punches, <laughs> I wanted to talk. There's a few things that we want to talk about here. So first of all, hmm. Cax. Yes, Noxie. You stayed off the penalty sheet. Zero penalties. Zero pims. Two games over the weekend and on top of it which always happens usually i get a penalty against richard and yeah. she was being a forward and i didn't get a penalty against it's, her you are just turning a new see this is this is therapeutic you know what i will say <laughs> i don't know if it's the podcast and me talking about my penalties or being called out for my penalties but just once or twice i will say that the referees in montreal were very fair they hadn't seen me play in a long time. <laughs> so I don't think they had my number. They forgot who you were. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they had the number in their heads. No, but um, I, I do think that the games were like just fast back and forth movement, like not chippy as much yeah. uh, as some maybe other showcases that we've had in the past. But, but the referees did help. Like it was, there was some physicality, but it was all within the rules and, and they let us play. Um, yeah. And I think that played in my favor a little bit. <laughs> and I didn't end up having a penalty for the entire weekend. And I had, I did some great stuff. It, it did some good things. Yeah. No. And you know what? Honestly, like I, I will, this is hard for me to say, like, it's almost getting stuck on the tip of my tongue, but hear it. the refereeing in Montreal was good. You hear it. You there hear I say her. Although, <laughs> although I will, I don't know if we had the same, same stripes as the Boston Scotiabank game. Uh, of uh, maybe our Scotiabank because there was some crazy shit happening in that game. <laughs> like, so I guess what happened was uh, Boston scored, yeah, Team Bauer scored, and you know, girls running the line, getting high fives at the bench. Goalie goes towards the bench, get her high five because we feel left out sometimes. And then the ref is like, "No, you can't." You can't go to the bench. So she parked the goalie on the bench. Chelsea Purcell, who like, you know, is what? in charge of pretty much everything at the PWHPA uh, next to Jaina. She comes down, just had a baby like eight weeks ago, <laughs> comes running down the stairs. And she's like, hey, no, that's not a rule. Like put her back in that. The refs are like, no, these are our rules. See, and so they actually made her stay on the bench for the no. next for the puck drop and you know granted Scotiabank being the good sports that they are they're like okay we're just gonna let you in the face off get a whistle get her back in net 
but it was okay. fucking hilarious. That, but that's that's <laughs> there was another call where you, I hate this and we need to figure this out. But you go to a place and they're like, "Oh, it's the IIHF rules." I'm like, yeah. Okay. So we get to pick like the face up. We get here. Oh, it's the Hockey Canada rules. What the? Can we? Just well, and why are to, those not the same? Like, can we stick to one? <laughs> like, I'm like, hey, it's a power play. We get to choose the face up. They're like, no, Hockey Canada rules. I'm like, said who? Like, and yeah. who told you that? And like, yeah. how and why not? Don't we have? So like, maybe one improvement we can move forward to just is, like that. Nail that down. Let's have the same rules for every single showcases. We understand Actually, there's differences, but hey, when when we were in uh, when we were in Peterborough, of course, like I played for Team Harvey's. I haven't played a, a competitive hockey game in like three years, right? So we had an ice. Well. <laughs> they uh, saw ice the puck, and I went out and played it. I love playing the puck. It's probably the best part of my game. Probably why I didn't make it so far as a great goalie. Um, but I go into the corner, play the puck, whatever. A couple plays later, the ref comes by and she goes, "Oh, we're playing the trap, eh?" And I was like, she telling me the other team's like offensive strategy? Like, okay, they're playing the trap. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No, she meant the trapezoid behind the the net. Mm -hmm. And like, that was never a a rule when I like back when I played CW days. So I was like, it took me like three or four plays to be like, why didn't she tell me that? And I was like, oh, (laughs) so I called her over. I was like, oh, you mean I can't play it outside the trap zone? She's like, yeah. She's like, I gave you a freebie because I know that like you basically haven't been around in forever. It's like, whoo, but uh, (laughs) yeah, you know what? And in fairness to like our, to our officials, you know, we appreciate them. It's they've had as tough a time, if not more difficult than us with COVID. No, you're out of practice. Yeah. Yeah. So Montreal was a great way to end it though. They did uh, in the final game. They did a great job. I love, um, you know, to the point of people always asking, why is there no hitting in women's hockey? Like I would argue that we need officials to be trained on what is, you know, a, a dangerous body check yeah. and what is body contact because yeah. they let us play along the boards. And I like that. Yeah. And we need players to just know, like, don't drop. This is legal. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. the, that side. Of yeah. There's a little yeah. bit of sandbagging happening, you know, <laughs> just to try to draw some penalties. I mean, it's some good. people are really good at it. Like how some people are really good at it. <laughs> I'll call her out for this. Okay. I wasn't going to call like, anybody hey, out. No, no, no. I, I'll, I said it to her one time. I'm like, aren't you, aren't you sick of getting back up? Like, <laughs> You're doubling the workload. Like, wow. No, but yeah, there's some people that are really good at like drawing penalties. You know, it is, it is part of the game at any level, but uh, I would like to see them let us play a little more, a little more (laughs) physical, you know, I like, I like that side of hockey. Yep. Um, So let's move into a little, you know, some of our season highlights. I mean, this has been incredibly fun for Cax and I. And I, I think Jesse too, because he gets to listen in, uh, you know, live <laughs> and hear all the things we edit. We actually haven't really had to edit many things out, which is awesome. No, we've been good. And our our uh, like our guests, there's like they don't. I don't know. They say things they want to say. Like it's never really like, ooh, this one's tough or whatever. I don't think we we make them uncomfortable about topics we ask either and stuff. So I'm yeah, golden so, with this. I love it. So let's start off with some of our. I'm going to flip this. Uh, let's start off with some of our inspirational stories. Okay. Um, for me, I just kind of have some of them listed here. Uh, I would say probably, I mean, Cassie Campbell was up there. Honestly, yeah. when she told the story about um, <laughs> the UATs being canceled and her just calling up the president of the double yeah. IHF, I was like, I never even thought like, yeah, she's got 
connections high, much much higher than i would she's have ever the, considered she's the the background like she works in uh yeah we don't see it and doesn't necessarily you know um maybe get the acknowledgement at times but i think she's and she doesn't quite, want it that's like no that's I'm, why you that's why you just love her because she just wants to work hard make sure the game moves forward and yeah. she's always finding ways to give back so mm-hmm. I would say that's one of my, my top inspiration. Yeah, ones, I love yeah. their stories too. In, in terms of like when back in the days when she was like maybe the first one to get sco- uh, sponsorships and everything and was actually asking her sponsors to, okay, what are you going to do for the team? Right. What are you going to do for the rest of us uh, or the game itself? So I don't know. It just shows how, you know, unselfish and, and more so how permanent she wanted to advance the game and still does uh, yeah. to this day. And then I agree with you. Cast is good, but I, I was really excited to get Casey Bellamy on the, on the podcast. I think we need a couple more Americans next year. On yeah, definitely. And, and push it. Yeah. Um, there's some people I, I know are, are amazing and, and we didn't get to get to know them as much, but you know, uh, Bozak and Casey were great, but Casey talking about her retirement, uh, you know, story and she told me and I, I asked in the podcast and I was like, I'm hoping she's going to just grab it and go with it. And she did. And she just explained how, you know, she wasn't a hundred percent in like heart wise. And she's so like, she needs to feel and she needs to care and be fully committed in order to, to, you know, stick with the process and her saying that she needed to allow another player to get yeah. the chance to make the team that is fully committed. Yeah. That Stop is goosebumps. like wants to, <laughs> is dreaming about the per- potential opportunity. And she just, yeah. she is thinking about that while like making a decision to retire and be like, yeah, Jen C done. Uh, you know what? I'll retire. Yeah. You go girl. And yeah. I, like I absolutely loved it. Like yeah. I, I knew her from way back and, and that to me just represents who she is, you know, as a human and as a, as a hockey player and how she goes about life too. Right. It's yeah. Yeah. The, you need to provide, you know, some opportunities for other people too, and, and bring them with you. And she, not that she was holding, you know, her hand into the process of it all, but I think she allowed, you know, someone to, yeah, live her dream. Well, and like you talk about like talking the talk, I mean, that's like a, yeah, obviously lead by example, blah, blah. These are all cliches we've learned from every, you know, Disney movie ever created, but (laughs) Like she's walking it, you know what yeah. I mean? Like she's like, this is her career. This is a 15 year career with the national team that she's like, okay, this is, this is enough of a reason for me to step away. I, I, I did love that. And, and it's not like, it was like, I hate hockey. And nope. like, it, it was like, I'm 80% committed. Yeah. There's 20. That's left. not enough. She's a hundred. She yeah. deserves it. Like Give I her. was like, wow. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love, love that. It. Bells yeah. is a, yeah, she's a good, <laughs> good egg. Um, I would also say I'm going to put, I'm going to put these two as a tie and not just because they both have, you know, biking stories. (laughs) First, uh, Alexis Miller cross, as we call her, like just an incredible human. Like every time I talk to this girl, I learn something more about her, her biking across the States for Mm -hmm. uh, a charity, you know, it's a race. She didn't just just bike across. She raced. And just how nonchalantly she talks about like, well, we figured we're doing it. So we may as well race and may as well raise $30,000. I'm just like, this is, you're not a normal human being. May may as well go for a hike before and yeah, myself and still (laughs) do it. (laughs) Exactly. 
And then, she of course, because we're talking about biking, Mel de Roche. I mean, yeah. it's no secret to anybody in our circle. Like, I'm a huge fan of Mel. I think she's a great mind, a great advocate for our sport. And uh, she uses her platform. And as a non-national yeah. team member, like, I admire that about her because it's not always easy to be, um, you know, kind of tough love. Like it's yeah. not easy to ask hard questions. It's not easy to be that person all the time. And Mel just does it with a critical eye. And, and we need that. Like we need, we need her vision uh, to propel us forward. Cause it's like, we've always said, it's not just about the national team players. Like she's, you know, heart and soul kind of, kind of player and kind of person in this organization. Yeah. And she's, she's always been like that. I don't know what, her mom and dad did back then when she was a kid, but I think she was asking questions when she was six or seven years old <laughs> that were pertinent back then too. And, oh, her uh, mom told me a hilarious story about yeah, that was a sex ed class that she was in that I, I'm not going to recap right now. Cause I, I and she I was concerned. eight, <laughs> she was eight years old, but she's just always like, Oh God, what have I done? Like why? <laughs> but I went to college with Mel and you know, the questions, uh, if it was in class or even on the bus or to our coaching staff and, and the staff we had was very good in terms of like allowing us to, it wasn't like, you're not questioning the systems or the vision or the values of the team. It, it was Just like, want to know why. we want you to have a voice and yeah. they deliberately worked with the women's that came across St. Lawrence and then developed that. Like, what, what's your opinion? What's your voice on this? Like, where are you at? And, and encourage people to to have their own opinions on things and yep. to actually communicate them in the proper way. So yes. you don't need to be yep. coming across aggressively or convincing. It's more so like, I hear you, yep. but here's what I'm saying. And that's Mel is a perfect representation of that. She was it before. And she, yeah. you know, allowed us to, sometimes I just sit and I feel like I learn, like I just yeah. talk to me. And yeah. <laughs> she's like, what do you think of this? And she's yeah. somebody that I would call it being like, I need your opinion on this to help me like broaden my understanding. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. She's great. And then I'm, I was just going to say, I'm Go glad ahead. our users, uh, our users, I'm glad our listeners <laughs> were able to actually get to know her even more. On yeah. The, you know, and talking about level. worms, like she's just, she's way too smart for the two of us, but we, I think we held our own. <laughs> I think we did well. Yeah, we, we did, did well. okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what did Sam Isbell call us? Two dysfunctional idiots. <laughs> Yeah, that we have a video. Oh God. The, the, uh, actually, Peterborough was great for us. Noxie, yeah. We had our first little uh maybe profile pictures that we'll use for our yeah. show. Yeah. And then uh yeah, quite the quite the videos of you know us stumbling home. Time. We definitely we definitely <laughs> poached the talent of Heather Pollock and her photography skills and we're like, hey, you want to do a shoot for our podcast? Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> sit here and just laugh. And yeah, anyways, guys, it was the yeah, fabulous and uh yeah, thanks to the memories and the video of Sam Isbell on that one. Yeah. And we'll get into some more of our funny stories, but I did want to also shout out Aaron Ambrose. Uh this is not new to our, you know, it's not new being on our show, but a huge advocate for mental health. And I just love that, you know, in this setting, you get to talk to people intimately about their feelings and what they've been through and the good, the bad. And I think that, you know, hearing her talk candidly about it is refreshing because it's just a conversation. And yeah. you talk about mental health, sometimes that can be, you know, a game changer and she's yeah. open and honest about it and definitely inspiring, you know, us to continue the conversation and hopefully our listeners to, to, you know, do the same. Yeah. And, and props to her, you know, the first time she was here was in 2018 uh, and going through it all by herself and everything. And also still be 
an advocate for, she was helping with Concordia university yep. uh, and still is type of thing, but was helping the, the younger, you know, girls playing hockey and, and working on their own mental, um, you know, form. And, and she was just allowing them to think differently, although she was processing a lot of things herself. So it was uh, seeing her in 2018 to her now too, just the yeah. growth that happened. And, and yeah, it's, uh, it's admirable. And I, I, I loved the conversation we had with her there yeah. um, on that topic. Yeah. She's fantastic. And like you said, Concordia who just won the U sport championship, yeah. national championship. Oh, they did so well. Caroline Ouellette and Julie Chu uh, head coaches over there. They have a huge amount of players there that are stacked with talent. And yeah, uh, yeah I think we're going to hear about Concordia on and on and for the years to come. And since I called <laughs> out, obviously U sport, we got a shout out to our Ohio State girls who also won their national championship. Uh, all you know, women staff too. All female staff. All uh, female staff. Lots of proud alumna around the PWHPA. Um, it's just fun. It's fun to see yeah. those teams win, and and especially teams that you know haven't been ranked or haven't you know been as competitive in, in the final four. So, uh, yeah. congratulations to both those teams for sure. We'll be be looking for your players coming into the PA in uh, in the coming years. So let's get to some of our funny stories. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to let you go first on this one. <laughs> My favorite. Well, I think we're going to have the same favorite, but um, I thought it was cool that we got some people to talk about their own little like college experience too. So I'm going to go, I didn't necessarily know Eilish that much, but I knew all about Dartmouth's like secret societies and stuff. And I wanted her to give us a little something and, and she did. So that, you know, Kappa Kappa Gamma, like Kappa Kappa Gamma. I, I, <laughs> I hope I got that right. I don't. Even, I know it's Kappa Kappa something. Might yeah, be, I, I, I think know. it is, but if not, <laughs> sorry. There's so many of them. But sorry I, to the sisterhood. <laughs> yeah, that was like, yeah, that was a good one. And and uh, you know, I guess. Okay, I'm gonna go all in order. I love the uh, Jill Sonia's freaking metal yeah. story. Like that one went viral too. And yeah. I didn't even know she went to the Home Depot, which is probably here, like three <laughs> streets over and ask on her own to get that metal like glue thing. And I was just like, how did you think like that? That would be smart for an Olympic medal. Honestly. And we like, we saw her, I saw her in the hallway at, in Montreal this weekend at the Cortex showcase. And she's just like, man, I'm getting so much heat. Like people didn't know it was my silver medal. Not that that matters, but it was an accident. And I was just trying to fix it. I was like, I'm sorry. Like no bad, you know, juju no. towards Jill. Like, you know, it, the whole point of the story, which honestly goes back to kind of an inspirational thing was taking something that you were disappointed in and sharing it and making it a good thing. And I think honestly, the best like story of our whole podcast came out of that. Like just it did. And and you got to know Jill too, as a whole, like the girl is, is a fabulous human, a caring person, like all yeah. there, but like the amount of stories that happens to her is like, you can, you can write a movie. Like he, we could have so a whole much. season. Oh, she needs to come back. <laughs> and I will like ask her any, and then tag along with Jen Lacasse. I think Lacasse yeah. is so much more to give us with all of her, like, you know, design pads and everything and specification and her Crocs yeah. collection. I, you know, there's her, more to come for sure. Her recruit visit. So oh, yeah. jumping out the windows at SLU. I'd also say like <laughs> Bozak's hair straightener story was hilarious. Yes. Like just like any, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the men can appreciate it as well, but any woman who's ever, you know, 
fucked up their hair that bad is just like ah and And right before the picture day to add the olympics i mean the timing is perfect it's perfect yeah and and the other one is and probably one of my little favorite one in terms of like uh like mpp talking yeah like maple syrup stories and everything but just has like like chill and you know she was just sharing and talking about everything and nothing and just so comfortable with us and and laughing or making fun of herself and everything i thought those were like that one was a big highlight for me i was well, like too. understandably probably <clears throat> excuse me probably the most nervous for who because <laughs> well a she's a superstar and i was just like yeah. <laughs> But no, I was like, I mean, we see her interviews and like you and I know her you know, better off the ice. And I was just I was so hopeful that she would relax with us. And she did. She did a fantastic job. And I, I, you know, reading the comments and stuff, it's nice for the fans to get to know her and just see she's she is as humble and as chill as she comes across. And um, I, I just love that. I mean, the fact that Captain Clutch loves maple syrup, I probably said it six times in that episode, but uh, it's just so Canadian. And I loved it. I love that she was chill with us and open. It is, and, and it's not a joke. Like, I, like, <laughs> she's probably eating some right now. Like, it's in her coffee. It's, it's everywhere, guys. It's a, yeah, it's a lifestyle in both. And, and yeah, she, I, I was happy that we or the fans got to, you know, see her a little bit like potentially I've been seeing her for the past 10 years of my life, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, there's more stories too that we could more get to out come. of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, and speaking yeah. on that, th- that direction, I, I do want to pick your brain a little bit about maybe, you know, if when we get a season two, maybe some, some hopes that you have for the show. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I said it a little bit, but uh, I'd love to get a bit more of our American fans, uh, friends over. Uh, we've got some, you know, some requests or, or everything, but I, I'm hoping that, and from what we hear from even our co PWHVA uh, players or anyone really that is listening to, to our podcast is that it seems fun. They want to be part of it. They want to come and chat and we're doing a great job. So I, I want to, I want to keep the vibe that we have and make sure that, you know, our, not only our listener enjoying this, but our guests yeah. are truly coming they want to be there they want to share they want to have a good time with us for for an hour and you know in in terms of guests that should be coming like i think hillary knight will come on the pod later on i think in fairness i message her like every week she's like can't this week can't like so busy we'll get them on yeah 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 yeah. and then i think older uh players should come too i would love to get tess on this i would love to get a vicky sonara i want to i want to get a couple People also maybe outside of, uh, you know, North America. Yeah. It'd be nice to get just some European. Say that. Yeah. And then on top of it, probably some some people that did grow the game, but weren't necessarily players. Like I, I think we got some some cool coaches that are now scouts or vice versa that have advanced uh, the game. Uh, it'd be cool to have them on the pod as well too and, and get to know them as people as well. Absolutely. Like first and foremost, like we wanted our fans to get to know some of the players that they were going to see at these showcases. I was so happy to see that, you know, people were going to showcases because they heard about it on our show. Like yeah. that's, that's like so rewarding for Cax and I, and then like you say, like helping the fans understand, you know, the whole game and understand yeah. 
where our coaches come from, what girls, you know, have done after they've retired. Cause a lot of them are still in hockey. They're coaching U sport or NCAA. And uh, yeah. it's, it's a really cool cult. There's so, there's so many directions we can go with it. And I, I agree with you. I definitely want to get some more international players on uh, and get their experience of playing in the leagues that they've played in because most exactly. of them haven't been in North America. Like I want to find college. out more about, you know, the Swedish league and, and Sweden and everything, but And on top of it, I want us to keep elaborating and providing the details on rumors or our news Let's make or up. makeup. I want us to be like we said it before, but we're going to be the one stop shop for people to like, we're going to elaborate and discuss it and tell you really, truly how it is and what it is. Yeah. And I want that to happen next season as well, too. And, you know, it's that's what we've been doing. We've been that's scratching it. some like rumors or like, even okay, if we have to tweets. kidnap Jesse Blake, we will bring you the news as it unfolds. <laughs> it's, it's not even like, we're not like a, a news flash people, but we're just going <laughs> to give you the details of it. Yeah. So you understand it the way, the way it should be. Understood. Yeah. Uh, you know, coming from our angle. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hear it from the horse's mouth, as they say. I think they say that. I don't, I don't know. know. I'll to you. <laughs> I'm French. I don't know those. <laughs> I'm sure there will be more oh awkward God. me spewing things I think are sayings that aren't. The memes are coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse is noting these. <laughs> And speaking of Jesse, I mean, we do have to give a ton of thank yous. I wanted to tell the story because a lot of people have asked, uh, you know, how did this podcast yeah. come to be? So funny enough, I'd been on Steve Dangle podcast, uh, you know, a couple of times, mostly actually when the CWHL folded and, you know, anybody who's a fan of SDPN, they know Jesse, they know Adam, uh, they know Steve, of course. And, uh, it was fun. Like it, at a, at a very serious time in women's hockey, I mean, I came on their show and it was, we still ended like fun and lighthearted. And I was like, ah, these guys are great. Like, I feel like I could just sit down and have a drink with them. And so we, you know, we've kept in contact over the last few years and Adam calls me out of the blue and is like, I want to do a woman's hockey podcast. I was like, awesome. Love that for you. Go get them. Like you want me to come on here and there. He's like, nope, I want you to be the host. I was like, Adam, <laughs> I've never listened to a podcast. <laughs> Flash like, news. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm probably the least qualified person to do this. And he's like, no, no, it's good. Like, it'll just be like you, you know, get to know the players, take it wherever you want to go. I was like, okay, it sounds like fun. He's like, you have to pick a co-host. So I'm like, all right. Tough call. Tough call. List I mean, it's long. a long list. Ten of- people said no before me. <laughs> And I was like, well, like, what, what am I going for? Like, am I looking for somebody in the industry? Like not in the industry. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. So he was like, you know what? Pick somebody that like you could just sit down, have a beer with, shoot the shit, talk about hockey, talk about whatever you want to talk about. And I was like, bing, cax. And he's <laughs> like, all right. So <laughs> funny enough, that was like the week before the rivalry series landed in yeah, Kingston. In Kingston. Yeah. And At these sorts of things, I mean, it's, there's a beast that comes out of us. Like when we're around our old hockey teammates, like, you know, dupes was there. Jaina was there. Vicky was there. It's true. Like it's, and like the, the part of your conscience, that's like, you should stop now that just dies. It's gone. So I corner, I sit down next to Cax at our first establishment after the game. (laughs) And I was like, Hey, I have a semi-serious conversation I need to have with you. She's like, okay. 
I was like, we'll do it sober though. Yeah, no problem. Night goes on. We have a few drinks, go to the next establishment. I, again, Cax, I have something I really want to talk to you about. She's like, yeah, I know you already told me. <laughs> yeah. We will talk. Like we'll, we'll get that. We'll talk. We'll talk. So we're talking, you know? Yeah. Third establishment, <laughs> just on repeat. Like this is, uh, this I'm is like, how what I, is this thing you want to talk to me about? Might as well do it. This is the third spot that we're at. And we're at the last one, probably at the night. Yeah. Well, it should, <laughs> the, the second last one should have been the last one, but now sure. we're at the last, last uh, one. Yeah. Anybody who knows me knows that this is like a, a recurring theme for me, but yeah. And then I just asked her, I was like, you know what, Cax? Like, I think I'm starting a podcast. I want you to be my co-host. She's like, yeah, cool. I'm like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> and it was pretty much like that. Like the next day, a couple of days later, I was like, okay, let's get on a sober phone call and we'll talk about this, talk about what it means. And uh, the guys at SDPN were just fantastic, like guiding us through it, um, you know, giving us our setup and helping us navigate our first two episodes, like unreleased episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just fun. It was awesome. It was great. And I honestly, when you said it, I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Like we'll have one or two apps and what, like whatever. And then when we had the real conversation, cause that last one was over a beer. <laughs> Actually, he did ask me over a beer if I wanted to be part of a, of this Noxy show. So, um, yeah, I was just like, I was like, okay, this is serious. Like we're actually like, uh, okay, we're going to do this. How is that? I was nervous. Like, I was like, I don't know if I can talk this much. <laughs> yeah. Clearly not an issue. Um, <laughs> no, but like, it was just more so like, okay, our, our guests going to find us like interesting. Our listeners going to, you know, actually listen to our podcast. Yeah. Or Does anybody care like, what we have to say? <laughs> <laughs> like, are we that cool? I don't think so. But I don't hey. think so. But we have to bring on really cool guests to up our cool factor, yeah, which we did. Exactly. <laughs> which we did. And then we understood that, you know, the just the two of us are fun at times too. And people do uh, enjoy those episodes. And I don't know, it's just been a uh, it's been a great journey so far. I'm looking forward for, for more for next year. And, and thank you to the as DPN guys and you know yeah. Steve, Jesse, Adam, Jamie, everyone, everyone really thanks to yeah. you, Noxie, for and and, and honestly, like the, like to the SDPN you know community. I yeah. mean, I love the fact that yeah. the, the boys were like, we want this to be a women's hockey podcast brought to you by women's hockey players. Like, I feel like it's it's tried to have to a them. women's hockey podcast, but. I mean, maybe a biased opinion here, but like, I like that we get to tell our own story. That's, that's yeah. fun. It gives us power. It gives us, um, you know, direction and helps, helps our vision. So yeah, huge. Thank you to them. Huge. Thank you to you, Cax for agreeing maybe drunkenly at first. And then <laughs> soberly after, after you did it right. I was like, shoot, I can't <laughs> I go back on my that. words now. I did and say then, yes. <laughs> like beyond anything, like to the fans, I mean, I have been like borderline touched by how kind this community yeah. is. It's been so fun, um, you know, getting to hear people's stories, hear how our, you know, our telling of our guest stories helps them or inspired mm-hmm. them to, you know, reach out or, or go to a game or whatever, like, you know, help their kids get into hockey. I mean, this, it's been a, it's been a fun experience. It's been, it's been amazing. And, and we are listening to you guys. We are uh, getting the feedback and we want to, you know, make sure we get the guests that you want us to have as well too, and talk about, you know, topics or subjects that you would want to touch on. So yeah, I, I didn't think we would, 
you know, get as much love, uh, either yeah. or whatever. I'm like, if we get out there and, and one, two, three people <laughs> listen, yeah. then we've, we've done something right. Right. Thanks we've, mom we've and dad. Helped. Yeah, exactly. We'll help. <laughs> we helped someone somewhere, but, uh, yeah, this, this has been beyond, uh, what I expected. So thank you for everyone to, for the first season. I don't know. Yeah. And that's, that's season one. I mean, if you've loved yeah. what you've been hearing the last eight, eight, nine weeks, uh, let us know, like subscribe, YouTube rate, Spotify, Apple podcasts. Um, you know, like Hack said, we do actually read the comments did, and yeah. I've been pleasantly surprised to read the yeah. comments because the internet can be a mean place, but you guys are fantastic. And we, we've, we've loved every second. Oh yeah. We've loved every second. Uh, I, I mean, I think that even being able to talk about the PWHPA and sharing the stories, like you said, and, and sharing our vision of where women's hockey should go in the future uh, has been amazing to have this platform and to share it with that many people. So yeah, I I'm looking forward for next year and to do it even more. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks for spending the time with us. I and guess. you got, you got to subscribe because if we yeah. get a one of episode here or there, we want you mm. to be notified and in yeah. the know. Okay. So, I just want to, I just want to re reiterate this, what you just said. So <laughs> what if we have a one off episode in the near future? You don't want to miss it. You don't so want to miss it. Subscribe. There might be some bonus episode in between. We'll see what happens. Who knows? One thing I'll say is we promise to give you the details whenever we would get information or anything that way. Yeah. We so stand subscribe. by that. Subscribe. Yeah. Subscribe to our show. <laughs> On SDPN, the Noxine Cack Show brought to you by the PWHBA. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with us. We hope to be back soon. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. The Noxie and Cax Show on SDPN, produced in partnership with the PWHPA. Follow Noxie and Cax on Twitter at 27Noxie and at CareLMR. The views expressed are those of the individuals and are not necessarily those of the PWHPA. Check out SDPN.ca for more Noxie and Cax and the rest of the SDPN crew. She scores! <laughs>